Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's bed Until you die Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of the Crossroads Pit Stop. Since this is a first pit stop, uh, let me explain my idea behind pit stops. If you guys have listened to the Crossroads, whether it be since the show became solo uh, with just me, or when myself and uh, DFDC were doing it together... You know that we're trying to not do the typical review podcast. Obviously, there may be some episodes that fall under that umbrella. But really, we're trying to bring up positives and negatives um, in a more short-form type of a deal. So, obviously, with the way the show is structured, there's so much that we are not able to discuss correction i'm not able to discuss now being that i want this to be a interactive experience between myself and uh the network and the listeners and the iwc myself and dfdc had the idea uh, originally to inquire with uh twitter etc etc about ideas for potential additional shows now me and uh dfdc had our uh mental health break and then now that the show is uh under my umbrella but i wanted to bring that back not only as an homage to uh my brother dfdc but also to get you guys the listeners more involved so last week i tweeted and uh i got a response i uh dropped his um insta i mean his uh twitter last week but i'll drop it again it's i am jeremazing at i a m j e r m a z i n g so first and foremost thank you so much jeremazing i'm actually really excited to talk about this tonight so for those of you guys who don't know how this works every week i am going to drop a tweet with the pit stops if there's something in the wrestling universe i mean whole wrestling universe not the wwe universe all of wrestling that you would potentially like to be discussed on this show drop the idea using the hashtag 
pit stops and tag the uh, podcast Twitter at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S and my personal at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E and uh, so far I've gotten just uh, I am Jeremazing's input but if you'd like something to be talked about please use a hashtag and we'll get it going so for this episode Jermazing shot me a tweet asking about my thoughts on retribution whether I think the storyline has run its course along with who I think are members, basically all things retribution. Now, I want to preface uh, the discussion about this topic with my initial thoughts. Now, it almost seems like this idea was a brainchild of the heads in the company mirroring what's going on in the world you know as of late we've seen a lot of protesting we've seen a lot of calls for equality and unfortunately where there's protesting there's also the darker uh anarchy side of things now i'm i've always believed that it's not my place to discuss any political leanings or stuff like that on a podcast, so I'm not going to. But um, it's it's too hard for me to discern this as an independent idea when it started as a lot of these protests and the darker side of them have come into the limelight. So my my initial view wasn't very positive on it. Obviously in wrestling now that kayfabe is dead or is dying whatever you feel on it. It was it it, it was almost too real. And the lines between what is real and what is just scripted it was getting blurred. But for those of you who remember when Retribution was announced, there was also a disclaimer on the website that this group is completely within the WWE universe and entity. So as not to be taken as what is going on is real. So I appreciate that they did that. However, in the same respect, it still has the ability to trigger. And that's why on Twitter, whenever any potential topics that could cause triggers are usually uh, headlined with a trigger warning. For whatever they may be. 
So we've had a lot of time. We're go- we're going on. I want to say about two two and a half months now, with retribution being a full fledged thing. And at first, they were just causing wanton mayhem across the board on Raw, on SmackDown, on NXT. And one of the initial complaints I've seen about it is how they've had rotating people being portrayed under the hoods and masks. While I see where that complaint is coming from, I actually enjoyed that. A lot of times, I mean, the IWC is a very astute group of people. You have the same people showing up. Their uh, characters get exposed earlier than they're wanted to get exposed. And yes, there have been times we've seen a lot of, of big superstars. There have been times we've seen, you know, the shorter. There are times we probably just saw a bunch of extras, which I understand. But it always has, I know, at least in my personal opinion, each time I'm always like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe who I thought it was, wasn't the case. There was a time that I thought that maybe it could be something around newly assigned superstars. For those of you who aren't so aware, Evolve doesn't exist anymore. And lately, WWE has been making a lot of Evolve signings. So we could when I start thinking about it, I'm like, maybe this is like a secondary invasion, but like an indie invasion. Neither here nor there. That's the one. I, I'll still do that. But ultimately, there's been no rhyme or reason to these retribution attacks. It, it, it reminds me a lot of the Nexus and even a little bit of the new Nexus. Now, for those of you who may not have been fans at the time, the Nexus angle, NXT before it became the developmental brand into the third brand, it was a reality show where an independent wrestler, quote-unquote rookie, was paired with a WWE superstar. And they would do tasks, etc., etc. It was a mess. But the Nexus came out of that group of first people. You had Wade Barrett. You had Heath Slater. You had... uh, I, I can't even name them all anymore. But the thing is, it was a great invasion angle. And I honestly think that that angle really should have gone on longer. But... We all know that angles are reused and all that. So now moving forward in time to the past couple weeks with Retribution. 
Now, as I said, retribution basically used to cause the wanton destruction across all brands. As of late, it's been believed and I have seen unofficial confirmations, but it seems that they're exclusive to Raw now. Which is why we haven't seen them show up at NXT lately. And we haven't seen them SmackDown. And I'm fine with that. My biggest complaint with Raw is that there's too much time to fill. That's usually filled with these extremely long video packages. Which, don't get me wrong, I love. But give me those go-home Raw go home smackdown type of video or filled these days with the additional match to the feud number 75 like i mean for example dominic and seth or the drew randy keith lee type of a deal what i'm getting at is Retribution is finally giving us something different. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear. So many times, the fans are exclaiming with so much anger. Same thing's done every time. We never get surprised about anything. This shit's predictable. And then, when something unpredictable or different is done... Oh, this is garbage. In the wise words of Daniel Bryan when he was the Planet's Champion with his, you know, wooden rock WWE Championship, fickle. Fickle. They're doing something different for once. And I'm very, very much excited for it. However, it's, dra- it's dragging on a long time. Complaint number two. Feuds are always one and done or they go on too long. So they're either too short or too long. Fickle. For once, they are doing something different. And they're doing the slow play. We've seen the slow play angles have some of the best results. Whether it be in New Japan with Kenny Omega finally winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Whether it whether it be with Impact. You had the slow play angle and Tessa became the world champion. I can't speak for everything that happened afterward. But in this day and age, us fans are so used to instant gratification. We want what we want, and we want it now. Unfortunately, it's not about us. It is, but it isn't. So that brings me to last week and this week. Last week, we finally heard Retribution with entrance graphics talk. Through voice distortion, which, as corny as it is, I thought it was absolutely, like, cool. It was dope. And then, we had them talk again last night. Now, 
I had planned to record this episode earlier in the day, but for the life of me, I was looking for the transcript of what was said last night. And I was able to find it. I was able to find it on an article on WrestlingInc.com. And it was uh, connected to uh, Post Wrestling, which I'm not acquainted with their uh, content. So, person number one last night said, listen up. To you and all the other so-called superstars, we are the product of empty promises, the results of empty lies, greed, and betrayal. We once trusted, but now we walk with eyes wide open. Leading to the second person talking. We see what you are. Waste, scrap, byproduct. When you show loyalty to an entity that casts people aside like garbage, you become garbage. When you sell your soul to a corrupt machine, you become corrupt. Like you, we once believed that our time at a performance center would lead us to fame and wealth. Unlike you, we refuse to suck up to an entitled regime. So while you enjoy your last days of oblivion, we prepare to show you exactly who we are. While we gut your reality. We are Retribution. So, them talking last night was the first confirmation, to which we already knew, was that these are disgruntled former performance center talent. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show that we've had many different iterations of this group. It hasn't been consistent. But in this article... Once again on WrestlingInc.com. Post Wrestling has confirmed five of the wrestlers that were in last night's vignette. The one we've all known, you could try and mask his voice, doesn't do much. Dominic Dijakovic. Dio Madden. Mia Yim. Mercedes Martinez and Shane Thorne. Now, Dijakovic and Mia Yim, I I had thoughts of. Mercedes Martinez, I was still. I'm surprised considering she just aligned herself with the Robert Stone brand, but who knows? And there's also rumors that Mojo Raleigh was also involved in this group. So, those are some of the names we have. Now, uh, we a lot of the people I've seen talk about it on Twitter have pointed out Dijakovic, have pointed out Mia Yim, and at times even pointed out Mojo Rawley. They both, even with masks, their eyes tell the story. Now, now I'm going to get into whether I think this gimmick group has run its course or what I think it's leading to. Now, 
to answer the question, do I think it's run its course? Like, uh, this is going to be a very um, hot statement, but no, I don't. And I attribute my reason of not uh, thinking this gimmick has run its course for what I said before. Doing a long play. Now, it's surprising. A lot of times, the fans of WWE will always bring up, like, you know, the lack of factions, so to speak. And now, now we're getting them galore. It's just it's not the faction you wanted. All y'all, after Adam Cole lost the championship, y'all wanted Undisputed Era to go right to the main roster. And now that they're not, oh, screw any faction. Well, we have the Hurt Business, who I wasn't big on, and now I think they're money. And unfortunately, I'm part of the fandom that thinks... Yeah, one faction is always good, but I, I've always believed there has to be the yin of one faction to another faction's yang, so to speak. So I'm very happy with how this is going. Was I a little annoyed, annoyed last night that even after the beatdown... You had Retribution interfere during the Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre match. And you also had the lights flicker during the Kevin Owens-Alistair Black match. The main event literally ended with the Hurt business coming out. And then also Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee putting their animosity to the side to lay out Retribution. I honestly thought that would have been a good point to do something similar like they did with Aces and Eights with with Doc. And start unmasking them one by one. That's just my thought, but it wasn't to be. Now, later in the Raw Talk, we had Alistair Black make the accusation that potentially Kevin Owens could be mirroring the Bully Ray uh, president of the Aces and Eights and it, I've always thought Kevin was great in factions. Like, if if you followed his career, you have Mount Rushmore. Like, there, he's a leader. He's a leader, and he went from one of my least favorite. And then when I got a chance to meet him, I'll explain that story at the end of the show because you guys will find it absolutely hilarious. But meeting him now. He, he can do no wrong. He really can't. And I've always felt that he has the wherewithal to be the leader of a faction. But currently, that's still in 
who knows territory. But Alistair Black made the accusation that the lights went off and he was distracted during their match. Now, where do I see this going? I wish I could say I I had a good idea, but I don't. I know I mentioned that a lot of fans are not happy with how long this angle is being drawn out. And then the few people who are positive about it are mentioning a pay-per-view that's good for big teams, Survivor Series. It is currently September 15th. Do I think without advancing storylines of potentially unmasking or putting blinders on and making a more concise target if this could last in November? No, I don't. I think it would be dope, but I don't know if this can last that long. And then there's always the fear and worry of making the slow burn too much of a slow burn. Case in point, Sasha and Bailey. If this was being recorded, you'd literally see me like throwing my hands up, like what's going on? Because this has literally been going on for better part of a year. Back and forth reunions disjunctions most recently we had bailey attack sasha so i don't know so there's always that fear of slow playing it so long where even if it goes a good way it's too far gone with the wwe universe but one thing i will say that last night's beatdown did the Hurt Business looks like money the way they hold themselves like I almost feel like it's a different evolution like literally it, it, it reminds me just the way they hold themselves like an evolution. And I I wish I was able to screenshot the tweet, but somebody even said that MVP literally took three floundering careers, came back, and now they're in multiple. I'm talking three to four segments through the whole show. So they're becoming a big cornerstone of the Raw roster. Now the reason why I'm bringing this up in a Retribution episode is because I'm hoping to have a match between the two. Now obviously I mentioned the names that were confirmed according to Post Wrestling cited by Wrestling Inc. Uh, I'm not putting 100% validity in these sources. I just, I wanted to 
mention everything that I saw in the article from looking for the transcript of the vignette last night. So we know that there will be men and women in this faction, whatever you want to call them. We saw when they attacked NXT, it looked like it was uh, Jesse Kamea and the following week, her uh, black with the purple indigo-ish streak was easily seen. So it's almost as if the people they attack become part of Retribution. So I, I, I really would love to see a match between the Hurt Business and parts of Retribution... And then do then start revealing some of these identities. But the biggest thing about last night's vignette was it started off with just the five individuals on screen. As person number one, who's believed to be Mercedes Martinez, and as person number two, who's believed to be Dijak, Dijakovic, as they spoke, their ranks grew. To the point where it looked like they had between 20 and 30 individuals on screen. Now, I thought that was a really, really, like, cool thing. It it kind of reminded me of um, the uh, videos from Anonymous. We are Legion. We are one. Like, so... I'm really curious to see how much this mirrors the real stuff going on in the world. And also, I find it really dope if somehow they were able to re... Like, not restart from the beginning, but bring back the hacker gimmick. Like, if they do go that route and start, you know, trying to do the anonymous thing, but not so much anonymous because their masks are garbage. Imagine if you had the hacker. I think we all believe the hacker was supposed to be Mustafa Ali or Chad Gable. And then you'll have retribution in these vignettes make accusations against certain individuals like i said in that transcript they mentioned you know not wanting to kiss up suck up to the entitled regime and then you have the hacker later drop a video of maybe keith lee sucking up to that regime or drew mcintyre or where or wherever this is a perfect way to reintegrate the hacker it really is it's just really matters on in my opinion how much wwe wants to mirror what's going on in the real world but 
ultimately, I do have very good feelings. This this group has a lot of potential. It really does. It's just a matter of where you go from here. They went from being voiceless. A lot of people thought like, oh, imagine the voice of the voiceless coming back. Sorry, it's not happening. CM Punk's not coming back. And then they they have voices now. And they finally got put in their place yesterday. Last night. So I'm hoping we... I, I really think the next step is to start having them be unmasked. And then you go from there. Where you go from there, I don't know. But if a potential feud with the Hurt Lock, the Hurt Business is in the cards, you could potentially have one of these members of Retribution win the title, win the U.S. title off of Lashley, and then start revealing. Or you could have one of the less guys, and then, oh, the assumed Dajakovic enters the conversation for the main title. He's another big guy who Vince loves to... So that's my long story short about Retribution. The one thing I will say to all the people listening to this, just think, we always clamor for wanting something different. We're getting something different. So don't try and write it off as soon as possible. Give it some chance to prosper. Give it a chance to do its thing. But, like, just remember, you're, not you individually, but we've all wanted something different. And we're finally getting something different. So, let's see where this goes. Now, I once again want to say thank you to I Am Jeremazing for this pit stop idea. I hope you listened to the episode, and please hit me back with some feedback. Now, moving forward, the next regular episodes of The Crossroads will be dropping next Monday. And I'm hoping to have another Pit Stop episode for Tuesday. So, if you have an idea that you would like to be discussed, whether it be WWE, Impact, AEW, NJPW, hell, we could... I could even do an episode if we want to talk about the G1 Climax. Just drop me an idea in tagging at I-N-D-I-E D-U-S-T-Y I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y D-A-V-E and at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S Drop me an idea using the hashtag PitStops, P-I-T-S-T-O-P-S. And who knows, that could potentially be our additional episode next week. So once again, thank you for listening to my episode all about retribution.
And until next time, TikTok, do the work. Dusty Dave, out. See you guys next time.